All right. Um, so I want to talk about something that I think is an, just an interesting problem to sort of illustrate the complexity of a lot of different things. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, financial returns. It's like super, um, seems super boring, but it's actually not. I think it's fascinating. Um, and um, I think it's just like a, a topic to, to think about in terms of financial returns of what you actually make on something. Right. So it's basically how much money did you actually make on this thing? Seems like a really easy question to ask, right? In terms of financial returns and figuring out. So you're going to have to apologize. I'm eating a banana right now. Um, and I'm also in the car, so I can't keep, I, I, I'm not looking at, at the phone or anything like that. So it's on hands free. But um, calculating financial returns seems pretty easy, right? Like it's basically how much you made. Um, you know, the difference of what you actually have right now or what the thing is valued at, however you evaluate this particular thing, subtracting how much you actually put into it. And that gives you the difference of basically how much you made or that gets you how much you made. And then you divide it by how much you actually put into it. Uh, and that will give you some sort of number. And I was the reason why I'm talking about this is I was trying to figure out my financial return. We have some money invested in, I, I do not do anything other than, so I'm, I'm investing in the reciprocity project because I believe in this thing. I think it's really important. So you can, you can look at it, but the, the only thing that I invest in other than that, or we invest in my wife and I, um, is S and P 500 index funds. And then we also have mutual funds through work. Right. But I was trying to figure out like how much is the S and P 500 index funds were worth yesterday. We had to take some money out. What we're doing is we saved up. We're going to get, um, I'm going to buy a new Tesla. Um, and I'm super excited about this thing. So we actually had some money in investments and I wanted to take out this money to, um, you know, to, to pay for this thing. So hopefully in June, I'll be getting a new Tesla. That's what the app says. So I'm excited about this. It's fun. Um, I've never bought a really expensive car. So the car I'm driving around in right now, um, my first car that I had was a Sable, a Mercury Sable. It was my parents' Mercury Sable and it was like 12 years old. Um, sold it for 800 bucks after that. Um, had it for two years. Then I had um, a Honda Civic. We had that for 10 years, driving around, bombing around in that thing. And then I've got this um, Mazda right now. So now it's 12 old, Mazda CX-7. I'm going to upgrade to my first fancy car. And I'm very excited about it. So it's a Tesla. And I was trying to figure out, like, how much did we actually make on, on our savings in terms of saving for this thing? And what we do and what I what I preach, the only thing that um, is is sound, um, except for now, government bonds, some of the government bonds are actually doing OK because the way that inflation is, it's kind of weirdo. But um, for most of the part, I just do S&P 500 index funds. That's all I invest in. That's that's the most appropriate thing. Why there's a whole bunch of finance literature on this is that you're accounting for you're accounting for as much available information as you possibly can in the market. Um, and um, it's going to be your best return always. That's basically what all the financial literature says. People that study this stuff far smarter than I am and, and smarter, smarter, smarter than you are. Um, and that's, that's basically all they say. It's just invest in S and P 500 index funds, investing, 
personal finance is actually really not that exciting um, in the sense of like buying stocks and doing like the way that we teach um, finance is garbage. Uh, most of the people that sort of study this stuff will tell you that up front. It's absolute garbage. Garbage. The people that look at this and it's the leading figures from University of Chicago, Feminine French, um, you know, basically just say invest in, in index funds. And John Bogle, who created Vanguard Funds, the world's largest you know, mutual fund company now, um, that's all he does. That's, that's, the, that's how Vanguard made their money. It's just index funds. So, um, yeah, so that's all I invest in. I was trying to figure out, like, how much money did I make on these investments? Um, and it's bloody hard to figure out, right? Like, it seems simple, like, how much you put in, how much you get back. But if you're doing it properly, you should be sort of, as you're making extra money, you're just dumping it in, right? Like, so over the course of, um, you know, several years, you're dumping money in. And then, so what happens is then you have to sort of figure out from, the first time you put money in, you have to figure out the return is on that money that you put in because you're constantly increasing the amount of money that you put in. It's not that you put in one fixed amount. Um, you're constantly putting in money. So what you're looking for, for me, is looking at the return on what was the money that I actually put in um, several years ago in terms of the, the return that I actually got. And that's a hard thing to figure out. It's not what money you put in and um, how much you actually get out, that's going to give you like a completely wrong picture on your investment portfolio, particularly in these downward uh, times that we're having right now. Um, what you need to sort of look at is the equivalent money that you put in year ago and what it's actually worth today. Um, and that's, that's a hard calculation. You actually have to do some thought in terms of, okay, I bought this at this amount and you have to look up what it was and how much you actually in, in bought and then figured out what the actual return was. And, you know, we get sort of missed, we get all goofed up when we, when we see these like, you know, news things that the market is going down and the market's going up and, you know, honestly, it doesn't matter, um, and if you're doing it properly, it's a long run play. You're never looking at the short term. And yes, um, yesterday I was trying to game it a little bit. Um, so I bought at the end of the day. I don't know. Um, but, you know, maybe it made me an extra hundred bucks or something like that to do that. Um, but, you know, the, the tricky thing is, is not getting into... Like it goes up and goes down because it's, it's it's very hard to calculate how much your worth is going up and going down um, because of the fact that you're buying incrementally all the time. And so you need to actually sort of add up all those moments. You need to actually calculate. So let's say you put in a hundred bucks five years ago. What you need to do is look at the price of what it was for the hundred bucks five years ago and hundred bucks in, in, um, in index funds, and then look to see at what you sold it for uh, that hundred bucks of, of you know stocks um, today, and then you have to do that incrementally um, as you are uh, you know for every time that you actually do that. 
and and there's no system that does that. You have to do it manually, um, and it is you know very onerous task, and nobody's ever going to do that. Um, you know, I I'm not going to sit down and actually do that, but I was trying to figure out, okay, what was the actual return that I got on this investment, and it's not clear in terms of what you get because what you get or what people sort of assume is how much you actually put in compared to how much you actually got out. But that's not the case when you're looking at this over time because you're constantly investing. Um, and then you have to figure out, okay, how much was it back in the day compared to how much I got now? Um, and that's a far different calculation than how much total you put in um, compared to how much you actually have right now. Because, um, you know, I'm going to be honest, we put in some money this year, right, um, in the last year. And, you know, because we did that, we actually lost on that money this year. But um, we had also put in money from years ago, and we gained from that, right? So we have to figure out, like, what does that actually mean and sort of figure out, like, the reason why I'm saying this is you need to sort of make sense. What is the emotional decision that you're making from this financial calculation, right? So part of me is like, oh man, I lost, you know, we're sucking at this time. But that is not the case, right? What I should be looking at is that sort of partial out portion of what I invested in or what we invested in years ago and seeing how much we actually gained right now. So yes, the stuff I, we invested in this year sucks. Total, like, bad investment. Whatever. Everything's a bad investment right now. Um, and so I'm going to continue. We're going to continue to keep putting, you know, money in like this all the time. Because you go up, you go down, right? Um, and so you have to sort of think about it in that way. So instead of thinking of this, man, I sucked. We did. We shouldn't invest again. We got burnt and all that kind of stuff. That's not what you should be thinking about. We um, did pretty well. I, I should figure out what the actual calculation is on it. But, you know, we did pretty well in terms of when we bought and, and when, when we sold on this, even though that the market is down right now. So in the last year, all of that money that we put in, total loss. But the money that we put in from a few years ago, actually, it's not bad. And so we did okay, right? And it's better than what the alternative was which was um, putting money in a savings account. Um, that really sucks. The savings accounts right now just just suck, but I'm, I'm expecting them to actually eke up a fair bit given what's going on with rates, interest rates going up. Um, so hopefully that will change a little bit and maybe you'll get a couple percent. And that's all I'm looking for with anything that's sort of short term like this, I'm not looking for, you know, I made um, 10% per year, which is what the average is, right? Like what I'm looking at, did I beat in the last couple of years, did I beat the 1% or 2%? And if that's the case, you know, actually it's 0% was a savings rate forever um, for most, you know, savings accounts. If I beat that even just by a few percentage, right? I beat it by 2%. 3%. Um, that's still pretty good. Now it's risky. It's a little more riskier than the savings account, obviously, but that's better than what we would have got otherwise. Um, and, and, you know, framing these and thinking about your financial decisions 
is so important. Financial decisions are not financial. They're not like um, a number thing. It is so not a number thing. It is um, absolutely an emotional decision. It's about life. It's about what you're doing. Uh, and so you have to get over um, that emotional stuff. So you have to think about it properly in terms of what are you actually doing here? So part of me yesterday when I was selling this, so I was selling some of these index funds because um, we're getting this car uh, in June. So the reason why I'm doing it now is that it takes, you know, it takes a week to clear and then I got to transfer it to different accounts and stuff like that. So it takes some time. Um, so I want it just sitting in, in the account so that it's, you know, we're ready for it, right? So I can buy something. Um, and, you know, I, I'm giving plenty of time for it to, you know, do its thing and, and that kind of stuff. So what we have to think about is not get caught up in the emotional place of it, not listen to the news. Um, the news is going to drive you nuts, the financial news, but just look at what's going on day in and day out with what you're doing. But it's not day in and day out. It's more like, you know, year in and year out. And the other thing to think about, right? So um, I'm using index funds as kind of a long-term savings account. So at any given time, I'm, I'm going to put money into it, right? And when I take money out, I might we might take money out of the, these index funds at any time. Um, at any given time, it could be a complete loss. But the benefit of actually doing this is over the course of 30 to 40 years, you actually um, accumulate wealth, right? Like you're benefiting from all of the upsides. So some years you're going to lose, right? And you're going to be like, crap, I lost. Um, but other years, on average, as long as you keep some money in, in those index funds, on average, you're actually going to benefit from this. Um, and it's really hard to figure out how much you're going to benefit from it. But on average, you're going to benefit, right? So you have to think about that. As long as you're keeping money in there um, and constantly reinvesting and reinvesting and reinvesting and taking out when you need it, you shouldn't necessarily worry about the ups and downs. Although it's hard not to. And that's where the emotional part comes in. That's where you have to sort of think about what it is that you're actually doing. So, um, remember that when you're going through your investments, um, and thinking about, you know, investment returns and, and doing those kind of things and sort of financially doing the stuff, don't get caught up in the emotional part of it. Don't listen to the news that it's down so much that stock market's down so much this week or this quarter or whatever. You're not looking at the big picture. They never tell you the big picture. You have to look at the big picture to realize, oh, crap, it's actually up a ton over the last few years. And that's what you want. And that's what you're playing. You're not betting on um, the short term. That's nonsense. You're going to get hurt um, if you're trying to do any short term stuff where you're putting money in, taking it out right away. You know, all of that sort of day trading or even quarterly trading, um, you know, putting in, putting it out like that's garbage. You're going to get burned. But. You know, if you do this long-term play where you're sitting there and you're investing over the course of a long time and you're using, um, you know, index funds or something that is a little more risky as a long, longer-term play, right? Like a medium-term play, um, but you're always having some money in, in it, I think you actually end up benefiting in the long run. Um, 
it would have to be very independent in terms of, you know, making that, that decision. But that's what you're looking at is it's a moderate to long-term play to do this stuff. And as long as you keep doing those actions over the course of 65 or 30 years or 40 years until you're, you know, 65 or 70 years old, you actually start benefiting from it over, um, over the long run. It just takes a long time. So don't ever get stuck in that mindset is like, man, this is sucking. Yes, it is. But you have to get over it and stop making emotional decisions. How do you stop making emotional decisions? Start breaking it down and looking to see what you actually do and what you're doing, um, what is actually going on. So. Um, it's you know, it sense, and um, it's a it's a medium to long run, run play with it, right? So medium being, you know, anywhere basically like five years, um, anything less, than years, anything risky, um, it can happen. But you know, in general, you know, anywhere in five five years. Uh, it, even if you lose, um, you have to think, oh, the next time I do this, it's actually going to benefit. And you have to get over that of the, man, this sucked right now, and get into the benefit of this is actually quite amazing. Um, and that's really what you have to think about. Now, sorry, I'm eating a banana. Um, now you notice, I do not mention anything that's super risky in any of this, right? The riskiest thing is index funds, which, you know, most people that play in this arena are, are like, you're really boring. Yes, I'm really boring. And that's will not tell you ever to invest in Walmart. I will never, ever tell you to just invest in Xerox. I will never, ever tell you just to invest in Google. I'll never tell you especially to invest in Bitcoin and ICOs and all the new um, financial technology that's coming out. Well, why is that? Why is that a bad idea? Um, the reason is, is that it's extremely risky uh, to do this. And so the only time that I would invest, so you got to think in proportions, right? Like how much of that risk that you should be actually paying um, or that you should be, uh, you know, uh, um, handling right? Like you should bear. So what you should think about is, okay, so super high risk, um, you know, securities and those kind of things that might be okay, but it should be only a tiny, tiny fraction, right? So I personally recommend like 1% or less of super high um, risky things or high risk things, assets. Um, so Bitcoin and whatever. So for the average person, like what is 1% of whatever you make, right? Like say you make um, a thousand or you make ten, a hundred thousand dollars a year, which is actually a pretty big, good salary. Um, you take $1,000 of that and invest in high risk um, um, assets. That's it. Like it should not feel at all ever that you're investing um more than, you know, like for the average person is more than like, a, maybe it's 500 bucks or a thousand bucks a year in these crazy 
high risk things. And even still, I don't, I, I, they're just very risky. There's a lot of uncertainty that happens. And many people, the reason why I don't, don't like them is because you're likely to get burnt. And when you get burnt, you're going to get, have that emotional reaction. You're not going to want to do this stuff again. So the best thing that you could do is play right in the middle. Um, do what basically all of the, you know, the, the finance profs and stuff. So I, I did a, um, a double major in my PhD. It was really close to getting a double major um, in finance and strategy at the time. Uh, I just didn't finish my comprehensive exams. I think I had one more course to do and I didn't do it in finance. But, um, you know, that that the literature at the times, so maybe it's changed. This was 10 years ago. Literature at the time is you cannot beat index funds. It's super hard to do. The only reason you're beating them if you have better returns is you're more risky than everybody else. And so you have to manage that risk, right? Um, if you're crazy risky, right? Um, and you just put all your money into Bitcoin and all this, you know, or just all your money into Walmart, which is crazy risky, you're nuts, or all your money into publics, you're crazy, crazy risky, you're nuts to do that, uh, you're end up, you're going to get burnt. And the reason is you're, you're putting in a lot of risk, you're, you're placing a lot of your trust in a couple of individuals that, you know, in a given year, I mean, people are nuts. I'm going to tell you that. Like, people are just genuinely nuts. And, you know, the, the CEO of Publix, I don't know who it is, and I don't care. Um, at this moment, you know, if the CEO of Publix did something crazy and destroyed some value, you're going to get burnt. So, you know, realize that that you have to be democratic with the money that you actually have and think about how you can sort of spread it out across as many people as or many um, assets as possible. So thanks so much for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed a little bit from this. Um, Denny's dropping pinnacles, Ishmael, Ryan, Marvela, Samantha, Michael, Cecilia, Jack, Jade, Mark, Yolanda, Kiram, Michael, Jennifer, and Rayanne. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you and, uh, have a good day. Um, enjoy, enjoy the beautiful spring weather. All right. Take care. Bye.